The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. First, I want to tell you about this show for two nights only. Terry Christian is going to be appearing at Judge Roy Beans in Newbridge in County Kildare. That's Friday the 12th of May. The following day, Saturday the 13th, at the Crown Live in Wexford Town. Of course, for many of you, if a certain vintage, Terry will be familiar as one of the faces of UK broadcasting in the 90s with such shows as The Word. The Word was late night television at its best in the early to mid 90s. And I'm delighted to say Terry is with me now as is the man who's helping him put this show together, the broadcaster Keith Walsh. Uh, gentlemen, you're both very, very welcome. Terry, I might start with you. Um, I mean, you must view this trip to Ireland as a kind of a quasi-homecoming, no? Well, I mean, I suppose really, you know, both parents are Irish and you, you've got this sort of strange cultural Irishness. So, I mean, the majority of my friends in Manchester are Irish descent on both sides too, although unlike my parents, you know, their parents don't tend to come from Dublin. But, it, but it's one of those weird things. You know, we see each other a lot at funerals and you, you, you're kind of sitting there at what should be a very sad occasion. And and yet there's that that weird thing that even though you've not spoken to each other at times, you know, for like 20 years, there's an immediate, an immediate comfort because <laughs> you kind of know each other, if that makes any sense. Mm. You have similar upbringings, uh, similar kind of habits. Your parents said similar things. Um you know, I, I suppose they brought their own kind of stories and trauma with them from the old country. Uh, you know, I mean, my dad talked about buggering off, as he put it, and going back to Dublin virtually every day. You know, and we'd all say, right, we'll have a whip round and pay you, and pay you, <laughs> pay your airfare. But, you know, so, so it's that kind of thing. Uh, I mean, my mum had a different attitude to me dad, you know, where she'd go, well, what did Ireland ever do for you? <laughs> Which is true, you know, poverty and then kick you out, you know. But because your parents were, you know, you were Irish and, the, you know, you're not kind of third, fourth generation, right? Like, I do maybe a more... Um, accurate sense of what the country was like, Ireland was like through your parents, and maybe some others. Yeah, well, well, well again, it's very different if, you, if you're from somewhere like Dublin, you know, because Dublin was always a very modern, um, cosmopolitan city, you know what I mean? So it, it was always a bit rough and ready. Um, it had a different vibe about it. It was very Irish, but at the end of the day, it wasn't kind of. Irish and stuck in a kind of time warp as if it was like, you know, the quiet man with John Wayne and Maureen O'Hara, uh, mm-hmm. O'Hara you know, with its winning portrayals of uh, wife beating and, <laughs> and uh, you know, alcohol, alcoholism. It, 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 was, it was kind of a different, a different take on Ireland. And obviously then you find out that most of the rest of Ireland was like that. It was a certain culture that many of those people from the more countryside type areas of Ireland brought over to England and Great Britain, you know, with them, you know, such as, you know, like the sort of country and Western show band type, you know, thing. Whereas like in, in Ireland, you know, in Dublin, probably rather than going down the road to see a show band, you'd actually see most of the big visiting bands coming over from, from uh, you know, England at the time, whether it was the Moody Blues, the Rolling Stones or whatever else, you know. And it, it, like it was, it, it is still an important part of your identity, isn't it? It's not just incidental. Well, I mean, I'm not, I'm not big on being nationalistic. I think what's happened is obviously, you know, my politics role is on the left. Um, so obviously, that that being, you know, being Irish, that there's there's a kind of there's a reality about what Britain was in terms of the British Empire. Um, 
you know, and and kind of well, you know, they, they weren't they, they weren't necessarily doing it to the Irish just because they were Irish. They just wanted they just like doing that to poor people, didn't they? Really? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I mean, it's you know, the, the days of the British Empire always make me laugh because uh, they had to bring in certain health reforms at the time of the Boer War because there weren't enough people, working class uh, English people, who were fit enough to actually join the army at the time because they'd all had like, you know, rickets and TB as kids. Uh, there was that strange period of uh, the Napoleonic Wars and the Crimean War where two-thirds of the of the infantry in the British army were all Irish. And that's because the English, especially at the time of the Crimean War, you know, where they actually used to bite a cartridge to put in the rifle, they didn't even have front teeth to bite the cartridges. So, you know, so, they, so they weren't really very good to be in the actual infantry. You know, let's stick them in the artillery. Let's put them, you know, on on naval ships. So, you know, it, there, there was a lot a lot of stuff went on in the past. You know, there's this idea, you know, that when, when Britain was the richest country on the planet, well, you know, they were still sending kids up chimneys age seven. Keith Walsh is with us as well, uh, the broadcaster and podcaster. Keith, uh, what role have you in all of this? Well, I'm just the the guy. I I am a big fan, obviously. Um, of I wa- I grew up watching The Word, and yeah. so so Terry was like the voice of my early nineties, you know, and he represented everything that I loved at the time for those kind of five years. So whether it was Nirvana or seeing the band. Frank and Walters on the telly for the first time. From the guy, they're from Cork, obviously. Uh, Oasis, all that kind of stuff. Everything that was that you know, everything that happened as far as I was concerned in the nineties was happening then. You know, at the weekend on the Word, and Terry was in charge of it all. So I kind of that was a huge part of my um, formative years. And then as I got older, I started following him on social media. I liked his politics. Um, I didn't realize at the time when I was younger that he was Irish and he had such an Irish connection, which I subsequently found out. And then I heard him talking um, on another podcast and I thought, this guy, we need to get this guy over to Ireland for some live podcasts because I like what he's saying. I like what he's talking about, even the way he's talking about the British Empire there. Like we as Irish people and, and obviously Terry is Irish as well, but we see the British Empire from a totally different uh, vantage point, you know, and we see mm. what's going on and what's happening and we see the the right wing uh, uh, part of it, you know what I mean? Where, where I don't think um, people who are uh, maybe, you know, well, I suppose people who vote Tory or whatever don't see it. And I just think it'd be an interesting conversation. I want to talk to him about the music of the 90s. I want to talk to him about growing up in Manchester as, as an Irish kid. I want to talk to him about Manchester United Football Club. And all of these things are like, if we, as Irish people, we kind of, you know, we have this thing where we hate the British, but we love Manchester, we love Liverpool, and we love the football teams, and, you know, and we love yeah. the music, and we love Oasis, and we, lo- we we don't really hate the British. There's parts of it that we love, and there's bits of it that we don't like. So I just want to sit them down and have a conversation with them. And I thought, well, how do I get them over here? So um, I just said, can, can you come over and we'll do a couple of live sort of podcast style chats, you know? And that's, that is going to be the format of them for people who are interested. I mean, these are just going to be freewheeling conversations. Yeah, kind of. There will be some, um, there will be some structure to it. And there's obviously uh, questions I want to ask him. I want to ask him about, you know, the, the, the end of the word and how it came about. There's a great headline in, in The Guardian from, uh, from a while back, how Mark Lamar and a colostomy bag destroyed the word. So that's the kind of, you're going to get the answers to those questions. <laughs> so, uh, so you're fanboying Keith, really? Literally, I was like, I, this is somebody. I, I, I've come to the point in my life where, like, if there's somebody I want to meet and I'm a, a, and a big fan of, how can I get to meet them? So, 
how better than to bring them over to Ireland and go on a you know a, a whistle stop two night tour of Wexford and Kildare? You know, uh, it's Terry uh, Keith has kind of boxed you in in terms of an answer here, but but I'll ask him nonetheless <laughs> the question. I mean, do you ever get tired of talking about the word? Well, I, it's one of those things that you know. Obviously, I'm doing a stand up comedy show about it. I did uh, did one in the, the Sugar Club in Dublin a few weeks ago called "The Word Is Terry Christian, The Naughty Nineties and More." And as I said, you know, it's a bit. I'm a bit like William Shatner, the actor. You know, so <laughs> <laughs> basically, he's only ever remembered as Captain Kirk in Star Trek. So no matter no matter what other work he did, you know, good or bad, he's only remembered as that. And and that's what I'm kind of in many ways cursed to be uh the word was never quite the show i hoped it would be but what we didn't do was miss out on any of the music and i understood why that was important you know culturally as somebody young i was always interested in what was edgy and what was coming around the corner so i used to listen to john peel you know i'd watch uh, you know tv shows like so it goes with tony wilson because you were more likely to get something interesting on that than you were on the old grey whistle test with Bob Harris, you know, where you'd have like Leonard Skinner on or so, you know, I mean, they'd be decent bands, but they weren't, wouldn't be stuff that really spoke to you as like a 16 or 17 year old. And then suddenly Tony Wilson comes and he's putting on people like Elvis Costello and the clash and the sex pistols and Iggy pop and then buzzcocks and magazine and, you know, Ian Jury and, you know, kind of interesting stuff like that that you weren't seeing anywhere else. And I wanted to have that vibe on the word. You know, you know, like when Keith was talking about remembering seeing a Nirvana on there and the Frank and Walters, you know, I mean, Frank and Walters were never going to be big, but we thought they were interesting, a bit like Sultans of Ping FC. We had them on as well. Uh, you know, we, we put bands like Buffalo Tom on, a lot of, uh, you know, hip-hop stuff. I mean, people forget, we gave Mary J. Blige her first TV in in uh, the U- well in Europe, you know, and she was absolutely mega. She's one of the biggest stars of all time. And maybe there's only, like, Beyonce is you know, overtaking her in, uh, you know, kind of recent years, you know, in, in that kind of female vocalist. I mean, she was right there with Whitney Houston, Mary J. Blige. Plus, she had that kind of edge, that hip-hop, that street thing about her, you know, Snoop Doggy Dog. You know, we put public image, uh, put, um, not public, public enemy. Public, public enemy. Image, <laughs> public enemy on. We did have public image on as well, though, with uh, Johnny Rotten. But, you know, so this was stuff that wasn't normal in those days. You didn't see this kind of but, stuff anywhere else on TV. So obviously, if you're in Dublin, you'd be, you know, or in Ireland, you'd be waiting for these these people to get big enough to go over to Ireland. And that was in a time uh, that people didn't come to Ireland. They, they, a lot of the bands, the big bands, would go as far as Europe, and a lot of them didn't come this far. Like we had our first festival. Uh, Fela was 1989, I think. Like the, so, it so it was the very start of bands starting to come to Ireland. I think Nirvana came then, and then we had our own bands, like you mentioned, the Frank and Walters. Like Cork had a great music scene, and we had some great bands. But like to see all this, these bands and these. Whitney Houston was on the word you know what I mean like it was proper big stars and it was literally for me as far as I was concerned you know Mad Chester or yeah. Manchester was happening in front of me you know uh, Nirvana and Sonic yeah, well, well, Manchester, Park, and anyway sorry they did yeah sorry, no, there sorry. was there was certain bands that came but it wasn't sort of like uh, it was starting to happen you know Terry well, well yeah I mean I thought you know you've got to remember as well the demographic of the Republic of Ireland at the time you know in particular Dublin had such a huge proportion of under 25s you know, more so than the UK. You know, it was almost like a kind of a, a mini baby boom era. And so that generation, that sort of early night, I, I think it resonated more amongst maybe young people in Ireland than it did in the UK even. Although, you know, our, our 
viewing figures are fantastic. But I just think that kind of that mm. kind of feeling, that in, that inclusivity, that sense of community, you know, where you could see a band from Manchester or whatever, like the Happy Mondays, and you could get it. Do you know what I mean? Even like with Oasis, you know, that whole thing that I used to do whenever it was like talent scouting, if you like, you know, for bands. I'd, I'd always look at a band and I think if I were if I was a fifteen year old kid sitting in my council house, would I want to be him? And looking at the lead singer. Do you know what I mean? So would I want to be him? Well, you would kind of, if you were 14 or 15, you'd want to be Liam Gallagher. You'd kind of want to be Sean Ryder, wouldn't you? Mm. Or Ian Brown. You know, and if you were a girl, you'd maybe wish you were a lad so that you could be Sean Ryder and join a band like <laughs> Happy Mondays. Or, or L7. Yeah. yeah you know, do you know what I mean? Well, just It was just any of that kind of stuff, anything with a bit of an edge, anything that made you talk about the next day. I mean, we put a lot of really great pop music on as well. But we'd always have like try and have one pop band, one sort of semi cred, you know, this is going to be a bit different band, yeah. and then one one black artist, you know, basically just so that you were seeing someone who looked like you on TV every day, and not for political politically correct reasons. I mean, you know, <laughs> there's no hardship, is there? You know, having one black artist on a week when you're doing like a kind of a music show. Yeah, you when know, you know. look at the history, the history of music, you know. Uh, th- there's definitely a pub quiz somewhere in Mary J. Blige and Frank and Walters yes. and, and, and the, UK television yeah, debuts yeah, totally. and the word. Um, listen, it, th- there's so much you could uh, talk about, which is why I'm sure there'd be no shortage of topics of conversation for those two nights in Newbridge uh, and in Wexford Town as well. Uh, before you go, Keith, uh, you're heading off to Florida to represent Ireland <laughs> at the World Cup as well. Yeah. I, Terry, do you want to come with me? Uh, yeah, so yeah. Wait till you hear this, Terry. Go on. I'm, I'm on the Ireland team to play foot golf for for um, for Ireland, yeah. So so I, I'm going hey, to the World you know, Cup. Do you, do you know? Do you know? Plays? Do you know? Plays foot golf a lot. Jar hmm. wobble. Jar wobble. You know, jar wobble. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Basically, yeah. So well, he's Irish descent both sides as well, isn't it? Yeah. John Wardle. Yeah, we could. We, oh, we could do a Jack Charlton. Yeah, we, 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 we could get him on the ground. We could get these lads on the Irish team. He wasn't a bad footballer either. Jar, you're in. Yeah. So we're going over to Florida to the Irish team. Listen, if somebody came to me and said, "Do you want to represent Ireland in?" pole dancing I'd be there I'd say where, where do you want me to sign up so it's just a great <laughs> opportunity to wear the green represent my country and obviously go to Florida yeah oh, listen, it'll be great fun it'll That's be great fun as well look. before all of that uh, go on Terry I was going to say Florida wasn't good luck for Jack Charlton was it playing there against the Mexicans at no. midday Terry Christian broadcaster Keith Walsh broadcaster and mental health advocate listen lads thanks a million for joining me here on The Hard Shoulder the Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.